All right, everybody, we are off and running on Robert, and let's just look at the opening um, of what they're asking us to do. Remember, you want to identify strengths and needs, two lesson plans, and two benefits. Please, please, please don't forget that this is a case study. It has multiple pages of data. It is not uh, short like um, the other data sets that we looked at. And the easiest way for you to get through a data set on a case study is to first produce an outline. And that outline, I'm sure you're sick of seeing this because I know I'm sick of writing it, is paragraph 1, 2, here we have strength 1, here we have strength 2. Paragraph number 3 will be our major issue, supported by A and B. And then paragraph number 4 will be our lesson for um, whatever we identified as A. Paragraph 5 will be our lesson for whatever we identified as B. And then the only thing that we got to make sure that we do is put in our benefits, our benefit A and our benefit B. How's that for outlining? Fantastic. You can do that list of words that we've been working with, and that list is very simple. Remember, concepts about print. We have phonemic awareness. We draw our little line right here. Those are the foundations. Letters, sound correspondence, onsets and rhymes. We have the phonics rules. We have polysyllabic words. Sight words usually taught as part of vocabulary, but necessary for the last thing, the flu. And the flu, remember, is just fluency. And then we can write out our, our little acronym, or our mnemonic device, however you want to term that, literal inferential and evaluative comprehension. And then we can put higher level vocabulary down here. Now, I found uh, Robert's uh, case study to be really easy. And I'll do the checklist, but I'm really going to make short shrift of it. We turn the page, we look at what causes earthquakes, we know that we're dealing with expository, we're only doing a survey. We look down at the bottom of this data set right here, we see that we're going to be dealing with some level of comprehension. We don't know what yet because it's only a survey. We turn the page, we see teacher notes, I would advise you to wait because they're often useful or often not useful. It all just depends. It's a lot to read and you'll have to certainly go back and do that, but I wouldn't do it on my first pass. We look at this, we do not skip it, we see that this is narrative. And so we'll see how well this child handles narrative text. We look at his dictated in spelling and mechanics, we see that this is encoding, and we will decide how best to handle that encoding data based on what it tells us. So let's go back to the uh, first page of his data together, and, um, oh, excuse me, let me get that. This is Chris. No, thank you. Gotta love telemarketers, huh? Okay, back to our case study, and uh, let me turn to page number two, and we're looking at the informal reading inventory right here. What causes earthquakes? When you read this, you can see that it's really all about cause and effect. And when we look at the teacher-student dialogue down below, I don't want to take too much time on this because, my goodness, you can read it yourself and see that this child has no conception whatsoever of cause and effect. That's going to lead me to consider as the issue, or at least part of the issue, that's why I'm writing the letter I right here for issue, that's supposed to be a letter I in the, anyway, is that we have no comprehension of expository text. And you can call it schema if you want. 
or you can throw in uh, literal or inferential comprehension, whatever you want to do. And then for our A, I mean, my goodness, it's going to be cause and effect patterns. You know, it's really just that simple. Now for our B, maybe we could do vocabulary or something else, but let's just wait on that B. Let's just wait on that. Turn the page and take a look at, not the teacher notes, we're waiting on those, but his reading journal entry. Now this is narrative text. This whole passage here describes lots of stuff like conflicts. And the teacher asked him to summarize and write on conflicts, as you can see right in here. And in his summary of conflicts, it says, I thought he would get saved, and he did. He didn't have any conflicts because there wasn't any other characters. Maybe the moose. It was really dangerous and liked to conflict. He's a lot skinnier at the end of the story. Well, when I read that, I see that he has no idea about conflicts. He thinks that conflicts means fighting, which is maybe true to some degree, but it could also be a struggle. It could be also overcoming your fears, overcoming yourself, overcoming nature. There are so many different types of conflicts that he's really too limited in, in his conception of what a conflict is. I would recast, then, my major issue based on this new information. This is my issue, remember. I know that he has no uh, comprehension of expository but I can also add in no compre comprehension of expository or narrative. Now, I know that my A will be cause and effect. What's my B going to be? Very easy. My B in this case will be uh, like details related to conflicts. Now remember, all of this is taking place in paragraph number three. Watch how easy paragraph number four is. For cause and effect, my goodness, I'm doing an outline. Now if you want to start using different language so you don't sound like a one-note, that all you know is an outline and a story map, well then call it a graphic cause and effect map or something like that. You're creative. You got this far. So you're going to have an outline and then a multi-sensory benefit. I mean, this stuff isn't even, like I said, fun anymore. It's so easy. Details related to conflict. Okay, we could call this a story map or we could do a, uh, oh, we could do, well, let's just do a story map. A story map related to conflicts. Or you could do a sequencing map related to conflicts. You know, you could, you know, you have carte blanche to do whatever you really want. Just make sure that your benefit is multisensory. And make sure you spell benefit correctly, too. Been a bad day this morning. So look at what we've done. Just in the few pages, I've been able to knock out an easy outline. One related to expository text, the other related to narrative text. I've come up with my lesson plans. One is an outline, and the other one is a story map. Now, we've got to keep going through the data because you don't want to just rely on, on one thing, of course. Well, let's look at his encoding strengths. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because, my goodness, it's just so easy for things that you can pick out. Well, I've already got my weaknesses down, expository and narrative. So why don't we try to farm this thing for strengths? If we do that, we can see that he spelled reigns correctly. This it contains a phonics rule, you know, the... Uh, a vowel diagraph pattern, when two vowels are walking, the first one is talking. 
And then we have uh, caused, for example, the ed, that's an inflectional suffix right there that we could pick out. Damage, polysyllabic word, for example. They're heard. Look at both of these words. Both of these things are homophones. So this kid's able to spell cor uh, homophones correctly. Here's another homophone, the two. You got another one. We are thrilled. Cows. As you see right here, you got that diphthongized sound. That's a vowel blend. I'll abbreviate VB for vowel blend. That's what a diphthong is. If you look down below, we have another rule down here. Received. It's another rule. Scratches, polysyllabic, with a complex blend at the beginning and the onset of the first syllable. My goodness. Natural disaster is pretty big. Polysyllabic words right here. Scroll this up just a bit. And uh, we look across, oh my goodness, look at anticipation, big polysyllabic word. Hurricane, he finally spelled that correctly, shows growth over time. Heavier, there's a uh, inflectional suffix for you, makes the comparative adjective. Danger us, there's a derivational suffix. Uh, then than, another homophone perhaps. So as far as his encoding skills go, so this would be a nice strength paragraph in paragraph two. As far as encoding goes, lots of good strengths in there. And I'll put a little stupid happy face. So let's go back to our outline on the first page uh, that I made. Um, is there really any need to check stuff off on here? I mean, come on. You should be able to, to pick this out. For the major issue then, it will be no comp expository or narrative. Why? Because he doesn't understand cause, effect. B. He does not understand details related to conflicts. Lesson and benefit outline. Lesson benefit story map. Enhance those terms, you know, calling them a graphic outline related to cause and effect, and then a sequencing map relating to related to um, conflict or details that support conflict. Um, for strength two, you know that it's encoding. For strength one, you know it's fluency on a lot of the text that he's able to read, and you get that out of the teacher notes. And I'll just write uh, notes in here. When you read those teacher notes, you'll see that it does mention in there that he's fluent, but something else is that when he read these things aloud, he was able to decode most of the text. Sure, there were some words that he was getting hung up on and everything else, but really the teacher comments that um, he's by and large fluent. He doesn't know the vocabulary that well, but he is rather fluent. That shows that he has the capacity or the short-term memory available to comprehend what he reads eventually. So let's skip to the answer now and take a look at how I would write this up. Well, I'd say he's got the coding strengths. I base it on the teacher notes, for example. I say that his spelling and mechanics, you can call that uh, encoding right here, are quite good, and I give examples of that. I open with the major issue, comprehending expository and narrative text, literally and inferentially. I support it with examples. My first example is all about cause and effect problems. My second um, need B is all about how he's having difficulty with uh, um, narrative text related to, uh, to conflicts. I took a pretty easy way out on this one and um, wrote a lesson plan that 
It's just an outline. That's all it is. Look, it's an outline with a benefit. In fact, it's a very compact outline uh, that I uh, did for you earlier on snakes. It's the same thing. And then for my story map, I would do this. And it's really just a recycled story map that I did for narrative text. Now, if you're worried that you're going to be just doing story maps and outlines that look the same, would you please, do you mind getting a little creative? You can change this up a little bit. You might want to do a Venn diagram, for example, or maybe that wouldn't, a Venn wouldn't be appropriate for this, but you could certainly do um, a T-journal, for example, for narrative text, lining up all the internal conflicts within the character and all of the external conflicts within nature that the character faced. That's going to work. You could do some kind of creative um, cause and effect map, like you could identify what the cause is and then have three branches coming out for effect one, effect two, and effect three, something like that. But I mean, my goodness, you got this far in the credential program. I think you can get creative, don't you? Well, um, let me clear the screen right here, and I will let you um, copy and fill in as needed. So let me delete the first part and the bottom part. Go ahead and pause this. Take your notes. Do your copying and then change it up if you would. And then let me present the bottom part to you right now. I need to clean that up for you. And that takes care of Robert. So pause it, copy it, do what you need to do. Later.